Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Curious Kids Podcast. We are your hosts, the Sawash Kids. I'm Janelle, with my, here with my brother John and my sister Lillian. Mom, stay tuned after the show with a moment with my mom, homeschooling mom of five kids. Welcome to episode three of the Curious Kids Podcast. Speaking of the number three... Did you know that the Earth is the third planet from the Sun? It has been the only planet to be known to contain life and has an atmosphere with oxygen and water. In this episode, we will talk about medieval history, the alphabet, and some European countries. It's time for Read All About It. Raise your hand if you like Legos. Okay, are you Lego lovers? Well, I got a book for you. This book combines Legos with medieval history. It highlights all of the cool stories that happened during this time. One of the stories in the book is about Eleanor of Aquitaine. She is the most powerful woman in medieval history. She has two sons, Richard the Lionheart and King John, who you will meet later in this episode. This book is so cool because instead of illustrations, it has photographs of Legos reenacting the stories. Maybe the book will inspire you to do some cool things with your Lego building. You could pick your favorite time in history and recreate it with Legos. I think I might start working on the Egyptians. I wonder how you can make a pyramid with Legos. Let us know what part of history you might create with your Legos. Leave us a message at www. CuriousKidsPodcast.com and be featured on our next episode. Also, check there for a link to find the book and read all about it. It's joke time! Joke time! Joke time! Bing bong, ni bong! Today's joke time is brought to you by The Alphabet! Did you know the first alphabet was created by this group of people called the Phoenicians? The Phoenicians were traders who had to work and talk to many different groups of people as they traded their things. They traded some pretty cool stuff, like purple cloth that was made using snails. Now everyone was using all these different languages, but they needed a way to write down their trade records with others to keep track of their money, so they developed the first alphabet. This was letter used by the Greeks and Romans. Some of our letters today even look similar to their letters. It's pretty cool to think that something we use every single day came from so long ago, 1500 BC. Here are some alphabet jokes. What has more letters than the alphabet? The post office. (laughs) I'm friends with only 25 letters of the alphabet. I don't know why. What letter is always wet? The C. (laughs) That's unfortunate. This is a poem that we wrote about two very, very, very unfortunate brothers. There once was a queen named Eleanor. She had two sons, Richard and John, and then three more. 
Now Richard was king, but would much rather be, out fighting a war and claiming victory. So one day he left England to join a crusade and to fight. He was gone for some time, so John thought he just might be lost, stolen, bored, or perhaps even dead. So he got this idea into his big head. He could slip onto the throne and become the next king. He could wear the king's crown and wear the king's ring. But word went to Richard to come back and claim the throne from his brother. Oh, what a shame. But on his way back, he got into more trouble. For the country of Austria captured him over a scuttle. They put out a ransom that England had to pay. That's when money is given to get your way. So Richard came home, but not for too long, for shortly thereafter, he thought he was wronged. He thought he was related to the kingship of France. So he went to go fight there, but he didn't have a chance. Richard's story ends there, very unfortunately, because while fighting in France, he died terribly. Now King John was the king, and a bad one indeed. He stole everyone's money and left the people in need. The country got so mad, they made him sign his name on a line of the great Magna Carta. It was meant to bind the king's power and make him obey with all the rules of the land. It was no longer the king's say. Now, during this time, some hero stories have been told. Legends, or real life, or stories of old. Perhaps you may know of the archer in the wood. The one they do call Mr. Robin Hood? It's time for the Matchy 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 game! Europe is made of 44 different countries. We learned about France, Spain, and Ireland. Wow, so much cool things to discover in these countries. We read about the natural features and all the different things that people built. Let's play a game of Matchy Matchy. I am going to say a famous place that is located in one of these three countries. Then you match it to the countries where it can be found. The countries that we are thinking of are Ireland, France, and Spain. Then match these countries to the correct place. Number one, the Palace of Versailles. Number two, the Alhambra. Number three, the Dublin Castle. Let's see if you matched your right. Number one, France has the Palace of Versailles. Number two, Spain has the Alhambra. Number three, Ireland has the Dublin Castle. So, did you match any? Thanks for playing Matchy Matchy. I hope you enjoyed the game.
I'm Nellie, fellow homeschooling mom. I've got five kids. I would love to chat homeschooling with anyone. Just send me an email at curiouskidspodcast at gmail.com. Today, I wanted to chat a little logistics of homeschooling and encourage any of you who may be homeschooling with babies. At this moment, we don't have a baby. And this is so bizarre because this is actually the first two to three-year-old I have ever had without a newborn at the same time. So for the past 11 years, we've had a baby in our family. And for the past 10 years, I have either been nursing or nursing and pregnant. And then for the last six of those years, we've also been homeschooling. Now, logistically, having a baby adds a lot to your homeschool life. And now that I'm not in it, I feel like I might be able to offer some tips. These may or may not work for you. So just take whatever you want and leave the rest. So first for some just logistical challenges in your daily routine. Wherever you do school, set up a baby care area. So have basic supplies there that you need to care for the baby, like diapers and wipes, extra clothes, a bouncer, blankets. Just have it all stashed wherever you are going to do school. And then on the flip side of that, be really flexible about where you do school. So if you need to be nursing on the couch, just do school there. Or if you need to be feeding a baby in a high chair, do school at the table. So use clipboards to put your kids work on so that they can easily be mobile around the house and still have their work with them. Um, Another tip is to adopt reading aloud. Now, if you have not read the book, Read Aloud Revival by Sarah McKenzie, read it and just go forth with this great knowledge of how awesome reading aloud is for your kids. When you are nursing or feeding a baby, you often find yourself sitting for a while. And during these times, your kids can either be running around wild and annoying each other, or they can be listening to you read aloud and you can be lost together in a new world. I mean, seriously, it's so beneficial and all ages benefit. Even though reading aloud typically would end in late elementary years, your kids really never outgrow reading aloud. And I feel like you can understand this by just looking at the trend of podcasting. I mean, people love to hear spoken words. So if reading aloud isn't working, and sometimes it is hard to manage a book and a baby, you can use audiobooks and have a listening area set up by wherever you need to be with the baby and your kids can listen. You know, auditory learning is amazing. One of our favorite school resources that we use for audiobooks is the Story of the World CDs. They are so intriguing and they really give the kids an excellent in-depth view of history. They're just enthralling for all ages. Another tip is to have one or two activities ready to pull out for when you need to step out of the classroom space and not be available for your kids. This could be a really great game, books that are only used during this purpose, puzzles, just something that the other kids can do and not have to ask you questions in order to get them done. Because you really will need grace time to make it through the day with a baby. To have the most grace-filled, easygoing day, let go of any schedules of your schoolwork and instead mold your learning time to the baby's schedule. Save the hardest subjects for nap time when you can spend that extra effort with them. And really, finally, just understand that everything that you are giving your kids by giving them a younger sibling is 
something that cannot be matched in any other way. You know, you could raise the smartest genius in the world, but if they lack compassion towards other people or people who are younger than them, in my eyes, I, that would be a loss. If they are so particular that they can't deal with any change of plans or any sort of a distraction, they really will continue to struggle in the ups and downs of life that bring so many changes and so many distractions. I have seen my kids benefit so greatly from being with their younger siblings, watching after babies so tenderly and being competent and loving and caring for other people. It really is a parent's greatest joy to see that. You know, we've also had a lot of tough moments with newborns around, and that has been good for them too, just to understand the reality of what babies take. You are teaching your kids the value of human life and the necessary needs that go along with it. You're teaching them self-sacrifice. You're teaching them flexibility and patience and the capability to work through distracting circumstances that are often less than ideal. You are teaching them to give others grace. These lessons are so valuable and they should not be taken lightly. Do not push them aside. You really are giving your kids the ability to bring something substantial to a world that is rushed, fast-paced, self-centered. You know, I remember once my five kids, eight and under, were doing schoolwork at the table and the baby was sleeping. So I went to go take a shower. And just as my hair was being shampooed, of course, you know, you hear those distant cries and that's the end of the shower. And so you have to quickly finish. I got out and I went in the room and I found that my son had moved the baby to a place so that he could bounce him. And he was doing his math at the same time. And the baby was back sleeping. So I actually didn't have to get out of the shower after all. But everyone was still there at the table working just doing their schoolwork. And I knew at that moment that I was winning. By raising babies with your kids around, you really are not taking anything away from them. You are giving them so, so much. You know, in all the diaper changes and the sitting, don't lose sight of this because they're going to be interrupted. Their lives are going to be complicated. You're going to have to constantly be making changes But you truly are raising flexible, competent leaders who know how to be compassionate and filled with grace. And that, I think, is pretty awesome. So keep on homeschooling. Keep on homeschooling with babies. You're doing a great job. Have a great week. That's it for week three. Thanks for tuning in. We would love for you to rate our show and please hit subscribe for our next episode. You can find our show notes and leave us a message at www.curiouskidspodcast.com to be featured on our next episode. That's it for the Curious Kids Podcast. See you next time.